Welcome to the Indie Brand Builder Podcast, where successful entrepreneurs and industry experts get real about what it takes to build a seven-figure product brand with your host, Jeremy Robinson. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy Robinson. Welcome to Indie Brand Builder, where creative entrepreneurs and product designers are building successful, purpose-driven businesses so that they can accomplish their financial dreams while making a difference in the world. Be sure to check out IndieBrandBuilder.com and subscribe for updates. Well, today we're going to be talking about something that every growing business has to face at some point, and that is the process of raising capital. It was certainly a rude awakening for us to realize that the more success we achieved in our business, the more cash we were going to need to finance production and growth. But if you never raised capital before, the process can seem daunting. Well, fortunately, times are changing and there's some new funding platforms emerging in the consumer product space that make it much easier for small businesses to raise capital by helping to bring together angel investors and growth stage product entrepreneurs. One of the leaders in this space is San Francisco-based Circle Up. I first heard about Circle Up about a year ago and I was impressed by the process they'd put together and the companies that they'd already worked with. Now, we decided not to proceed with funding uh, at that time. However, we did stay in touch, and we are considering doing a round of financing with Circle Up in the future. And I recently reconnected with Steve Vigilante from Circle Up, and he gave me an overview of how the platform works and how it might be a benefit to your business. Circle Up is, at its core, a marketplace that connects early stage consumer and retail brands with a network of accredited investors. And by early stage, we typically mean uh, a brand that's between the $500,000 and $10 million in annual sales range. We you know, we do selectively work with what we call seed stage businesses, which are less than 500,000 in annual sales. Um, but we're typically focused on a little bit later stage companies that are seeking to raise growth capital. So Steve explained that one of the main benefits of CircleUp is that it can support companies that are a lot smaller than what private equity investors would typically look at by providing access to a deep pool of angel investors. Think the kind of investors you would see on a show like Shark Tank or Dragon's Den. One of our co-founders, Ryan Kalbeck, he came from a private equity background. And uh, in private equity, they'll spend, call it fifty dollars to $100,000 on diligence for each deal that they conduct. So it really doesn't make sense for a private equity firm to write a check that's any smaller than a couple million dollars at least. So they would get inbound uh, you know, emails and calls from these fantastic young consumer brands that had, you know, one, two, three, four, five million dollars in revenue. And they would say, great, we love the concept, but Economically, it doesn't make sense for us to engage with you until you're, you're really at a $10, $15 million in sales range. The other benefit is that Circle Up is focused exclusively on the consumer product space. So it's really opening up a new market that traditionally had struggled to get access to equity funding. They're always looking for people who you know who know consumer, who know retail, who know apparel, who know the food and beverage space. Um, and that's what we provide. We provide access to investors that know and have worked in that space in the past. So Circle Up was found on the premise that there's a massive you know, demand for funds in, in this early stage consumer environment, but there isn't really any way to connect to those investors and those entrepreneurs. Now, you've probably heard of crowdfunding sites like Kickstarter or Indiegogo, which at first glance may appear to be a similar concept 
without the downside of giving up equity. So I asked Steve to explain the difference. Crowdfunding, in my in our opinion, is more to test a market for a product. Uh, a Kickstarter, for example, anyone can post a, a project or a product to Kickstarter and basically use it to pre-sell product and test if there is a market for that. Uh, whereas on CircleUp, investors are actually taking a vested interest in the business uh, through an ownership stake. The average check on CircleUp is between twenty-five and fifty thousand dollars per investor. So it's it, you're going after a different type of of customer, if you will. The average company on CircleUp in 2015 uh, raised $1.2 million. It's, uh, you're, you're raising capital to grow your business from, call it, f a couple hundred thousand dollars in annual sales to you know, several million over the course of, you know, call it 12 to 24 months after you raise capital. So when we first started talking to CircleUp, we had a lot of questions about who these investors are and how the application process works. Well, Steve points out that there's a vigorous curation process and they're very selective about who they allow on the platform on both the entrepreneur side and the investor side. What we use to analyze companies is, is really a, a brief application uh, that asks for your revenue, your growth, uh, your gross margin, and uh, a couple other data points. Uh, we then pull that in and have an internal team here that reviews each application. Um, and what we're really looking for is a company that's growing at a healthy pace, has some traction in the market, and we ultimately will list about between five and ten percent of companies that apply. We get hundreds of applications a month. So, on the company side, it's very it's very curated. But on the investor side, because we're a broker dealer, we're limited to working with accredited investors. So, to become a user or a registered investor on CircleUp, uh, the bare minimum you need to meet is that you have you must be accredited. And you know, for, for those who might not be familiar with that term, that means that as an individual, you make more than two hundred thousand dollars a year. As a couple, you make more than three hundred thousand dollars a year. Or um, as an individual or couple, you have a net worth of a million dollars discounting their value of your primary place of residence. Right. And then we actually vet each investor that, that applies to work with us to make sure that you know, they're there for the right reasons. They're not maybe you know, a real estate agent soliciting early stage consumer brands. So we, we really try to curate the marketplace so that it's strong on both sides. Okay, so getting on the platform is one thing, but how does it work once you're accepted? What about confidentiality? And do you actually get a say on who your investors will be? Hand in hand with you, we'll build out an, a profile that you know, once it's live on the site will be what investors see first. And that profile is a high level introduction to the business, the team and the products um, and you know, how much money you're looking to raise and at what price. And then from there, all the you know, private uh, documents, all the diligence materials, if you will, your investor presentation, your financials, your cap table, your legal docs, they're all housed in a private deal room on your profile. Entrepreneurs get a number of credits each week to reach out to new investors on the platform to invite them to view the deal. But investors will also get an introductory email to, for each new brand that launches on the platform, um, whereby they can then reach out and ask to join the deal room. And how the deal room process works is that the entrepreneur has full control over who they do and do not allow into the deal room because they don't want someone who could potentially be competitive or um, you know, out for the wrong reasons to be viewing their materials. So um, most investors will actually create an account using their LinkedIn profile and that's a great way to you know, monitor who the investors are. And then once the, the investors are in the deal room, you, know, you as the entrepreneur ultimately have the final say over who does and does not invest. And you know, we obviously suggest 
that entrepreneurs hold phone calls and you know have uh, conference calls with, with investors to make sure all questions are answered. Um, but at the end of the day, in order to crystallize a, a, a purchase of equity in the business, the entrepreneur has to countersign their their legal docs to make the agreement official. So by that nature, you have final say over who you do and do not work with. Another concern is what role the investors may play in shaping your business. For some companies, us included, there may be some real appeal in bringing on a strategic investor who also has industry experience that he or she can lend to your business as a mentor and advisor. But for others, you may be looking for just a passive investor who's not gonna meddle in the everyday aspects of your business. A lot of these early stage consumer brands are looking for what we call strategic investors who can bring more to the table than just uh, than just capital. And uh, John Forker, for example, the uh, founder and CEO of Annie's, they sold to General Mills a few uh, a few years ago. He's a, a, an advocate of CircleUp. He's invested in a number of deals on the platform. He's obviously someone who can bring a lot to the table. Uh, we have investors from all walks of, of the consumer space, from the C-suite at Companies like uh, Nike, Procter & Gamble, uh, General Mills, uh, Heinz, they're all active on the platform. Um, but again, it's each, what I, how I usually frame this to entrepreneurs is that you need to let investors know what you're looking for. Because we also work with you know, later stage brands that already have a, a board of directors and have an awesome pool of existing investors who aren't necessarily looking for you know, more strategic capital and more cooks in the kitchen. They're more looking for you know, someone from, you know, someone who might be foreign who is interested in the consumer space but isn't necessarily going to be a strategic type investor they're going to be more of a passive financial investor and our platform has gotten to the scale where we have a very healthy mix uh, of both now obviously there is a cost to using the platform which is typically a percentage of the funds you raise however one of the main attractions for me in addition to obviously access to investors is that i've never been through the fundraising process before and Circle Up will actually offer a ton of support and advice to help you build a compelling pitch, which ultimately increases your odds of success. The period of time between actually us accepting you as you know a company that we think could be a fit for the platform and actually going live on the site, you're assigned one of our internal private equity professionals who's gonna coach you all the way through our onboarding process through closing funds. Now we, we provide slide-by-slide -slide feedback on investor materials, we provide you know, I have helped edit and create countless number of financial models. My entire team comes from investment banking and private equity where that's all you do is, you know, present companies. So you will ultimately have control over how you value your company. However, Steve cautions that it's very easy to become diluted by the frothiness of, in particular, tech valuations, but even some of the exceptional cases in the consumer space. And this can be the biggest impediment to being successful at getting a deal done. I can't say it enough. Valuation, valuation, valuation. It's so important as an early stage consumer brand. The multiples that are out there are not necessarily reflective of you know the broader industry and what you know at the end of the day we want entrepreneurs to raise capital and and, and in order to be successful it needs to be a valuation that's fair for both the investor and the entrepreneur and you know we're constantly going back and forth with companies about you know what's the right price for for your brand you know primarily based on revenue growth gross margin and forward sales and they, I, we see all these you know projection models that have everything built out over five years and have all these you know, line by line projections, but at the end of the day, you need to be able to raise capital today in order to come anywhere near reaching those goals. Mm -hmm. um, so 
getting that money in the door today to get you to that next step is the most important part. And if you have to give on valuation, don't be afraid to do that. So getting to interact with so many innovative, early stage consumer companies gives Steve a unique perspective on the industry. So I asked him what he sees as some of the biggest trends emerging right now. So we've had a lot of success in the food and beverage space. That category has obviously some of the hottest trends in just generally in natural and organic and you get into things like prebiotics are huge now. It's they work with probiotics and helping you in helping the digestive system and you know that that functional beverage category you walk in a you know whole foods today and there's 10x the number of choices in that kind of grab and go refrigerator that's at your at the, at the checkout line. So the Internet of Things is has been has been big as we've kind of moved into more verticals in consumer. You know, the connected this, the connected that. Um, that's a that's a hot space. The connected anything really. We had a we had a smart light switch company a couple uh, a year ago now that raised a fair amount of money on the platform. In the apparel and retail side, I I've seen a lot of success with companies who are doing well by doing good and it kind of the the Tom's model if you will where you know they'll donate one pair of something to somebody in need and it it's resonates with investors and to me it is we I feel like in 2016 now both investors and consumers are so much more conscious about the impact of the products that they're buying and it's streaming out into new industries and new and new segments it's it's an interesting time to be in the early stage consumer world. So whether you're in a position to raise funds today or you're just thinking ahead to a time when you may need additional capital, I'd strongly suggest you check out CircleUp at circleup.com to get a better idea of how the fundraising landscape is changing and what new options may be available to your consumer brand. I'll be keeping you posted on So Young's fundraising journey, which may involve Circle Up at some point down the line. And I'd like to give a special thanks to Steve Vigilante from Circle Up for speaking with Indie Brand Builder. I'm Jeremy Robinson. For more insights on building a seven-figure product brand, including free downloadable training material, visit IndieBrandBuilder.com.